Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price Podcast. My name is Hannah. If you are new to Bought at a Price, if not, and this is the second, third, fifth, sixth time that you're listening, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to what God gives Sarah and I for each one of you. So, Today we're continuing and actually wrapping up our series on mindfulness and Christianity. We've looked at whether or not mindfulness and Christianity even mix, meditating on God, praying without ceasing, mindful eating, mindfulness and stress reduction, meditating on God's word. We've covered a lot of things over the last month or so. And this week, we're bringing that mindfulness series to a close before we start diving into some holiday topics. So today, waiting on the Lord. Guess what? It's worth it, and you can do it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today waiting on the Lord. (laughs) Waiting, as I'm sure you already know, is not something that any of us like to do. And most of us aren't very good at it either. Maybe right now you're in a season where it feels like you've been waiting forever for God to do something. Would you know that no matter what your waiting season looks like, God has it covered. He has something in store for you. And we're going to talk about some of those things today. We're going to use David's life. His life is such a great model for so many things. And the Psalms he wrote as our guide for discovering what the Bible says about waiting on the Lord and how that waiting can actually benefit us. So by the end of this episode, I hope that you'll be able, as it says in Isaiah 40 verses, verse 31, it says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray that by the end of this episode, that that verse will be living and an active and alive, that the strength of the Lord will be coursing through your veins and that you will feel the the wings of an eagle beginning to power your waiting in anticipation of what God is doing. Don't grow weary, friend. God is getting you ready to fly. He's preparing your legs for the race ahead. He's preparing you to walk out the path that he will lay before you. No matter what your waiting looks like, I pray that this time that we spend looking at God's word provides you with renewed hope and trust in God and that you see the benefits of waiting. There is a downloadable PDF 
as there typically is with all of our Bible study episodes, that has the scriptures and the different questions that I'll ask in today's episode. You can print that up at the link in the show notes so that you can go back over these scriptures and spend some time with God mulling over and praying about the answers to the questions. So my season of waiting, I remember the you know God waiting on the Lord to fix my marriage. It seems like it was just yesterday instead of over 10 years ago. Waiting is tough. I remember that day after day I waited and waited and felt like my prayers just fell to the ground like broken glass. But you know what? God was faithful. And despite my marriage ending, God didn't leave or forsake me. During that season of waiting, God provided for me in such amazing ways. He provided for me through friends, through neighbors, through family. He provided roommates so I'd be able to make the mortgage payments. And above all, He provided for me by drawing closer to me than I'd ever been to God before. God drew me to him and made his presence so known in my life during that season of waiting. That season developed such a deep trust and confidence in God that wasn't there before I was made to wait. And that trust and confidence in God is something that has stuck with me quite strongly over the last several years. I get how hard waiting is, and I understand the suffering and the difficulties of waiting. For over 20 years, I've also been waiting for God to heal my body. And instead, things get worse with each passing year. But I still wait patiently on the Lord and trust that if it's His will, He'll heal me. But even if my healing doesn't come until I'm on my knees crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, I'll continue to wait expectantly on the Lord. Would you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength needed to wait on the Lord? And would you use the time we spend today in God's words and the questions that I have on the PDF to examine your heart in the season of waiting that you're in. So what is waiting on the Lord? The actual meaning behind waiting on the Lord varies slightly depending on whether or not you're looking at the Old or the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you typically find the word wait in the English translations. And in the New Testament, you'll see words like wait, patience, steadfast, or endure. The Old Testament wait implies twisting and stretching under tension, like the strands of a rope being formed together so that it becomes strong. Got that mental image in your brain? The New Testament wait means to remain, to be steady despite obstacles, and to endure or put up with surrounding difficulties. It's the tension of waiting that teaches us that God's in control, that He should be obeyed, and that God can be trusted. We're to remain bold, faithful, and patient despite the pressure of waiting. 
David got this. He wrote frequently in the Psalms about waiting because boy, oh boy, did he get waiting. Part of me sometimes wonders if David didn't learn all he did about meditating on God and his word from all the waiting he had to do. I'll also provide links in the show notes for the episodes and the Bible study questions on meditating on God and his word. So just as we turn to Psalms to learn about meditating, we're going to Psalms to learn about waiting on the Lord. First, how we're to wait. There are three how-tos of waiting that I gleaned from David's life, and those three are faith, boldness, and patience. These are three characteristics that David became known for by life, and he's known, after all, as the man after God's own heart, and how he responded to seasons of waiting are evidence of that truth. I pray that you, woman of God, woman after God's own heart, man of God, man after God's own heart, that you learn the benefits behind how and why to wait on the Lord from David. So, wait faithfully. Psalms 13.1 opens with David crying out to God, asking, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? David was running from Saul, hiding in a cave, and fearing for his life when he wrote this. And you might be asking God the same questions that David did in this verse. You could be asking God to provide a a job or a job change, salvation for loved ones, restoration of a broken relationship with your husband or with children. Maybe you've been waiting on God to bring friends into your life or asking God to heal you or a loved one. No matter what you're waiting for, will you choose to wait faithfully as David did? If you read David's story, you'll see that God proved himself faithful on so many occasions. One of the first instances you see is in 1 Samuel 17, and that's where David waited on God while he was standing and about to take on Goliath. This famous story of God's faithfulness occurred as David stood before a giant, Goliath. And the thing you're waiting for might feel as big, if not bigger than Goliath. But David in Psalms 13 verses 5 and 6 said, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. David knew God would be faithful to him, and in turn, David chose to wait faithfully on God despite the difficulties. By the time this psalm was written, David had waited on God many times, and God always proved faithful. God wants you to see David's stories and psalms and realize that he's the same God for you that he was for David. God won't fail you. So, what situations are causing you to say, How long, O Lord? In the past, how has God been good to you? How could you choose to mindfully rejoice despite your circumstances? Next, you're to wait boldly. There are several stories showing David's boldness, and many also show his boldness while he waited. 
David was anointed king long before he actually became king. And in fact, Saul was king at the time David was anointed. And David ended up serving Saul while he waited for God to fulfill this promise. If you want to read about some bold waiting, look at 1 Samuel chapter 16 through chapter 31. You get much of David's life story in that chunk of scripture. Spend several days or even weeks gleaning out of those passages. Those chapters depict a long season of bold waiting, a season where David faithfully and patiently waited on the Lord. David lived as Proverbs 28.1 portrays. It reads, the wicked man flees though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. In 1 Samuel 20, we find David boldly waiting for Jonathan, his best friend and King Saul's son, to return with word about whether or not Saul was in Kent on killing David. It takes a lot of trust to boldly wait in a field when you know that someone's intent on killing you, especially when that someone is your friend's father. This was one of many instances where David was able to be bold because he trusted God, because he meditated on God's word, and because he lived his life in keeping with God's commands. Wait for the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. Psalms 37 verse 34. David's long season of boldly waiting on God to fulfill his promise of becoming king resulted in David being exalted to inherit the land, as that verse says. Do you need the Holy Spirit to embolden you for something? What is it, and will you ask him for help? How could keeping God's commands help you boldly wait for the situations that you noted in the first questions? Third, how are you to wait? You are to wait patiently. Psalms 40 verses 1 through 3 reads, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Waiting patiently is tough. Goodness, I don't even like to wait half a second for something on the internet to download. We live in an uber-fast society, and waiting patiently goes against everything that the world does. But David knew a lot about waiting patiently. And if you read those first Samuel cho- chapters that I noted, you'll notice that. David waited patiently in a field, in a cave, in the desert, running from place to place. And he even spent a long season waiting patiently with the Philistines, the same people that he'd killed the Goliath with. His life was marked by waiting patiently for God to fulfill his promise of David becoming Israel's king. We need to appreciate that waiting has value. David wrote that waiting patiently resulted in God hearing his cry, giving him a firm place to stand, giving him a new song of praise, and many people putting their trust in God. 
Those are some huge benefits for waiting. If one person put their trust in God because of your season of waiting, wouldn't it be worth it? I'd say yes, that the length of time you're waiting is nothing compared to an eternity without Christ. What has God done for you in past seasons of waiting? What might God do in and with the waiting season that you're currently in? And how could you begin waiting in patient expectation? So now, let's talk about why you're to wait. The first reason you're to wait is because God is in control. David was able to faithfully, boldly, and patiently wait on the Lord because he knew God was in control of everything. His prayer in 1 Chronicles 29 verses 11 and 12 reflects this. He prayed, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. When David uh, penned this or prayed this, he was on his deathbed and praying in front of the whole assembly of Israel. He wanted his son Solomon and the people of Israel to remember that nothing lasts unless it's rooted in God, to remember that no matter what comes their way, God's in control and that they should wait patiently on his provision. Nothing lasts unless it's rooted in God. So remember that no matter what comes your way, God's in control and you're to wait patiently on his provision. Is there something that you need to put God back in control of? Something regarding your season of waiting? If so, would you go to him in prayer and lay whatever it is at his feet? The second reason where to wait is because God is to be obeyed. Psalm 119 verses 106 and 107 says, I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. If there was anyone who knew about obeying God, it's David. His life was full of diligent obedience and seasons of blatant disobedience. What sets David apart, though, is how quickly he acknowledged and turned from his disobedient acts. And despite suffering greatly because of his disobedience, he still glorified and praised God. If your season of waiting is due to things that you've done, will you turn obediently to God and renew your commitment to follow his ways? And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. 2 John 1, 6. Lastly, regardless of the season for your waiting, will you wait patiently for the Lord by walking obediently in his commands? The third why for waiting is that God can be trusted. Psalms 37 verses 4 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. Earlier in this passage, David's talking about evil men and people plotting against the righteous. But 
he continually contrasts that with how we're to respond. David followed these verses on trusting God with a reminder in Psalm 37, 7, to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways. He's telling you to trust God, telling you to wait patiently for God. Don't give up. God's got this. Wait for him and trust that he's doing something amazing with your waiting. In your season of waiting, do you trust that God's working all things for your good and to fulfill his good purposes? Why or why not? So, how do you wait on the Lord? You wait faithfully, boldly, and patiently. Why do you wait on the Lord? You wait on the Lord because God's in control. God is to be obeyed and because God can be trusted. Even when God seems to be missing in action, you're to wait on the Lord and trust that God hears and is working. God hasn't forgotten you. He hears every single prayer that comes out of your mouth or is said quietly in the deepest recesses of your brain. Would you resolve to trust and wait patiently for the Lord? Will you take the things from this Bible study episode on waiting and prayerfully put them into practice? The Holy Spirit who lives inside of you is there because Jesus knew Christians would need some serious help if we were to successfully follow in his footsteps. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the power that only he can provide and ask him to make the things of God known to you. He will. God's word says it. If your season of waiting is too much for you to bear, would you go to the pastors at your church and ask for help? And if you don't have a church family, would you email us? The contact information is in the show notes so that we can be praying for you. We'd even be willing to talk with you over the phone or via video chat. We are all sisters in Christ and family members help support their family when another is going through a hard time. Until next time, remember, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Psalms 33, verses 20 to 22. Until next time, God bless.